get the fork out of the garbage disposal. June 14th, 2014. Never mind the gravel embedded in my kneecap. The Montana beauty was astounding. Ribboning green hills cut into panoramic blue skies. Mid-morning, early summer sun sheened every boulder beautiful. As did my yurt. <laughs> in lunging position, knee on pavement to preserve decency should a runner catch me, I watched a waterfall of auburn-colored urine siphon from my bladder onto the rocks adjacent the road. I was two and a half hours in, 17 miles deep, and 10 minutes off my goal pace at the Governor's Cup Marathon. For miles, I'd been suffering a slow marathon death by bonk, watching my goal pace slip from my Garmin watch. But after serenity and urination, I got a second wind for the ages. Akin to my previously discussed glory in the article I linked last week's article, I entered dominion with all things holy and flew on the wings of Tarahumara, making up those lagging 10 minutes across the next four miles while passing dozens of runners. I ran for me. I ran for love. I ran for it. The high was short-lived, but good enough. After two more hellish miles, I crossed the ticker in a personal best three hours and 54 minutes, embracing my dad at the finish. Little did I know it would be my last marathon. Little did I know it would be the last time I'd experience it for nine years. And little did I know that I'd lose running, the most spiritual thing I'd ever lived, nor did I comprehend the lengths I'd have to go to get it back. August 18th, 2014, two months later. Most were nervous on the first morning of medical school. New people, new syllabus, new campus. I was not. I was deal-making. Already, my life's light was dimming. My well-rehearsed and loved morning routine, stretch, coffee, sit outside, read, didn't resonate with the customary liveness and excitement that it used to. That day, the first day of medical school, I felt dread, alone, and since no way forward. On the first morning of medical school, at a curious level of conscious and unconscious, I struck a deal. Ryan, if you become a doctor, you can keep your soul. It'll work out. Always does. You can do this. At the time, it was the best deal I had, so I signed the dotted line and drove to campus, thinking I'd run and bike my way through the damn thing, unscathed. October 17th, 2015, one year later. The dentists were damn good at flag football, and they had us down a touchdown at half. As our squad of would-be anesthesiologists, pathologists, orthopedic surgeons, or urologists and psychiatrists huddled, Skimming plays to slice up their cover two zone, I couldn't focus. My body hurt too damn bad. My left hip was gnawing with every flexion, but when still, mm, was tolerable. <laughs> Yet at stillness, my left hamstring was unraveling, and right Achilles was acting like it was injected with icy hot. In this condition, I was a liability. So I told our team captain and would-be orthopedic surgeon I was out for the second half. Would-be psychiatrist out, would-be ophthalmologist in. I was pissed. Not at being replaced by an ophthalmologist, no, but at not being able to play at all. I was a football player, for God's sake, and I can't even run. On the subject of running, I hadn't jogged since the marathon. Every time I tried, the hamstring or hip inflamed. Walking to class had flared the Achilles thing two weeks ago. To no avail, my two weeks of rest before this game seemed to make the growing inflammation worse. So there I sat, under the shadows of a maple tree, leaves falling upon me, 
as the would-be physicians roared back to victory over the would-be dentists. September 16th, 2019, five years later. Yes, I got a no-showing clinic, freedom, at least for the next 20 minutes. <laughs> Having recently reinstalled running in my life, I stood in my office to stretch my quads, hoping to stay loose for a post-work run. I was feeling healthy again, no inflammation, no tendinopathy. As I returned to running in a careful titration over months, a fire of hope the size of a match flame lit in my heart. I might be close to getting it back. Stretch complete. I noticed my mouth was dry. Can't have that, I thought, planning ahead for the evening's longer run through my neighborhood's trail system. So I exited my office and took a sharp left of the water cooler when something caught in my left hip flexor. Trying to breathe and remain calm, drinking my water, I told myself it was impossible to have pulled a hip flexor while walking. Watching my next patient check in, I thought, it's probably one of those weird aches that'll just go away. It didn't go away for a year. Sometime, somewhere, 2020, six years later, my wife, then girlfriend, and I are doing yoga. She's working on earning her teaching certification. I'm working on making it through her practice class in my apartment without re-injuring my hip or hamstring. So far, several sun salutations to the better. It's going pretty well. Then, in a deep crescent lunge in that same left hip, I feel the bite again. Fuck! My wife, intuitive as ever, asked me, uh, Ryan, your hip again? I reply, yes, blaming her for torquing it too much, for doing too many lunges in this flow, for not being considerate. I'm fuming. Just so we're clear, uh, I'm not doing yoga with you again, she says rolling up her mat. True to her word, we didn't practice together for three years. September 19th, 2023, two days ago, and nine years after that marathon. Small, powerful steps, Ryan. Keep landing mid-front foot. I self-chatter until I reach the hilltop. Huh, I feel pretty good. Marking the halfway point of my four-mile loop, I concede to the soul's will and let loose for the back half. Through more hills and rocky trail green belts, nailing a negative split as I pause my garment at our mailbox. And as I heave deep breaths, I sense, at last, I'm it. I've been running, first in Santa Barbara, every week or two, and now in Asheville, steadily, every week. And that's more than enough for a calling I once thought dead. Oh, and aside from soreness, the legs are holding up. I'm trying to trust my body. Listen to its signals and give it what it needs. For a long time, I refused to believe my body needed me to be me. But with running's resurgence as evidence, I, with confidence, believe our body is the best detector of inauthenticity or irresponsibility. Like a garbage disposal, it purrs when free of obstructions, digesting what it may and readying for what's next. But when you stick a fork in it, it gets noisy. The motor burns out. And things only improve when you take out the fork or install a new disposal. As I fought to make the most of my soul bargain with medical school, my body paid the price. I tried like hell to fix the injuries too with physical therapy, ice, heat, foam rolls, massage, electrical stimulation, cupping, and dry needling. Stuck between an inauthentic existence, physicianhood, and soul, running, yoga, mountain biking, travel, adventure, surfing, 
my body cracked. When I sacrificed who I was, I lost what I loved. It was that simple. When I compromised soul, I paid in full with me. Running and yoga were parts of my soul, and I couldn't keep them as long as I was a physician. My bargain was a bad one, and eventually I had to walk away from the deal. Just last weekend, my wife and I did yoga again, <laughs> and it was awesome. Once, during a crescent lunge, I worried about my hip, old memories starting to resurface, but I took a deep breath and remembered that even if I did tweak my hip or hamstring, I know better how to take care of myself, unencumbered. Because now, things can heal with no forks in the disposal and with my life no longer hamstrung.